Samantha and I would like to uh, welcome each and every uh, one of you here this evening. We have a six-day retreat uh, together and in this the uh, introductory talk uh, with you. I'd like, if I may, to speak for a little while, 20-25 minutes or so, just with regard to the teachings and then following on from that, uh, Samantha will speak to you as well. And uh, special thanks to Ellie for the uh, guidelines from the manager uh, this, this evening. It must be, I think the last time I went to a manager's talk was probably, well, it's certainly a minimum of 20 years ago uh, there. And what got me over here this evening was that Samantha used the word, we're going to form into buddies. <laughs> this uh, this evening and I thought well, maybe I need some buddies so I should probably come along and join the buddy groups and, you've got so, buddies and I have, I have I'm <laughs> not complaining, I appreciate the the, uh, the kindness of, of the uh, the good driver and the, uh, and the team or whatever uh, there just with regard to the, uh, uh, the climate and the weather situation, I arrived here 10 or 12 days ago, yesterday I finished a retreat uh, to the Bodhi Tree Monastery, which is just outside of Lismore. It was intensely hot, of course, uh, pretty well most of the days there. And I saw online as well that here in New South Wales, in the past few weeks, that uh, the fires have uh, destroyed both forests and farmland and grasslands to the tune of one and a half million acres. That's somewhere in the region, I believe, of around six. Uh, thousand square kilometres. I, I was told as well that the smoke has been so uh, widespread it's actually been uh, smelled actually right across in New Zealand. This is a serious climate emergency. New South Wales and neighbouring states uh, in this country are uh, facing it. We are blessed this evening of course uh, with uh, the rain the name Rainforest is, is having some meaning and certainly in my visit here to uh, Australia and the privilege of coming, first time in 1976, I have never ever known anything so dry and so hot in the, in the forest. We originally, with the first retreat, it was intended to be at the Forest Retreat Centre which is on the land of uh, Damananda. There is this ridge there, there are several communities there and like in many other places in New South Wales and in neighbouring states people were strongly, strongly advised to, uh, not not advised, told to to evacuate and if people stayed, as you will know better than I there, it was at their own personal risk because the fire brigades and the helicopters would not be able to reach those uh, uh, people. It's been heart uh, uh, warming to hear of the tremendous commitment that the fire crews have made, the volunteer fire people have done, often at great personal uh, risk to protect people, to protect families, to protect homes, uh, communities and uh, various uh, areas. And all the consequences of that which are hitting your uh, cities uh, there I read in certain parts of uh, uh, Sydney that the smoke and the pollution and the ash and all that goes with it is equal to smoking around 30 cigarettes a day. This is a health crisis. 
It's a climate crisis, it's an emergency, and you and I have to bring the fullness of our clarity, our concerns, our compassion uh, to bear. And it's not just us, it's not just the land, but it's also the creatures as well. The creatures who are in the air, the creatures who live in the trees, the creatures on the ground, the creatures under the ground, the creatures in the water, all are suffering. But whether domestic animals, whether farm animals, whether wild animals. So we have a situation, it's a kind of spiritual crisis, it is an environmental crisis there, and we have to find ways to address this. And mindfulness and awareness and clarity and insight and compassion is an essential feature to bring the best out of a human being so that you and I can respond to the situation outwardly. And in these teachings, and it, there, it is not a personal matter. The teachings are not for the satisfaction of the self. And with the Buddha's Dharma, where he uses the word mindfulness, which is a key concept, it is persistently used both inwardly and outwardly. Sadly, and it is very sad, that the tradition, which I know very well, the, uh, the Buddhist tradition very much, is, has rather concentrated on inner change, the inner work, but there was never intention in the Buddha's Dharma. Therefore, it has been spoken of consistently. Mindfulness is both inwardly and it is outwardly. And outwardly, often expressing itself, may all beings be happy. May all beings live in peace. It's a relationship to life. So you and I have the privilege together of some days uh, together to look at what's inside. Are there fires in our inner life? The fire of blame and anger. The fire of anxiety and worry. The fire of agitation. Are we burning up inside? And if so, can we put these fires out to make us a more fulfilled and uh, nourished and calm and clear human being so that we can respond to that which is around us and also that which is far away. And I want to put that very clear, very immediately here. We are not here for the satisfaction of the self. It's something much more important and deeper. It's about a human being's relationship, not only to ourselves, but to life itself. And to me, there's something spiritual about it as well as practical and, uh, and uh, down to earth. And hopefully during the days that we have here together, Samantha and I will have the opportunity uh, with you, meetings with you in the talks, inquiries, instructions, to endeavour to mirror and to uh, reflect uh, the inner with the outer. Yesterday evening, um, I was in uh, Lismore, I was at the workers' club and, and speaking, very much on the uh, inner and, uh, and the uh, outer there. And there's one of those who is a, a contribution, making contributions with regard to Extinction Rebellion and uh, other important uh, uh, movements and keeping alive those ethics of non-violence, those ethics of calm and clarity with the voice, of speaking that which is true and useful to see our responses and our relationship with ourselves and with others. And if we start exploring and focusing and giving attention to that, 
it will be of benefit to ourselves, it will be a benefit to our families, a benefit to our social circles, but also we have benefit far and wide. And we're committed to finding ways to extend those benefits which the being, the human being, can discover and uh, give to others. Had an unusual situation, it's the first time it's happened on, uh, on my retreats in the past 45 years. At dawn yesterday morning, one of the women on the retreat, climbing out of the tent, got bitten by a snake. First time this is, uh, I've been bitten by a snake through basically being completely unmindful, that's another story. And some decades ago, we were in uh, Thailand. Um, she was rather fortunate, ra- uh, rather fortunate, because sometimes with, with uh, the, these beloved uh, snake uh, uh, creatures, uh, snake may have been a little bit shocked by her unzipping and coming out of the tent and uh, there, but to put it in a rather nice, sweet way, rather kindly, she didn't know it at the time, of course, he bit, there are the two, two holes, I remember in my foot, the, the two holes, the signal of the uh, s- uh, snake, but the dear snake didn't inject any poison. Very compassionate. But we weren't sure, we couldn't you know, take any risk with regard to that, so the good ambulance medics uh, uh, came and took her off to the Lismore uh, Hospital uh, there, so did three blood checks, they're very, very careful, every blood check, she's fine, there's no venom in it, and all is uh, clean, and now she's uh, off and back home to see her mate, and, and uh, so forth. I mention it, be mindful. You haven't got a torch, you're free to hug somebody and stand close to them, and walk down the pathway with the one who has the, uh, the torch. It's so easy to forget the, the torch, and I know that because... I don't have one either. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so here's two mindfulness teachers who are rather mindless, and uh, uh, etc. Uh, so also there's keeping a good eye out for, uh, for the, uh, each other there. With the meditations and uh, with the uh, pr- uh, practices, there are a whole variety of aspects and explorations of that, we will endeavour, of course, over the days to uh, address uh, uh, some, of the, uh, some of them there. And just to take a, a, a few points, there are important themes uh, of the human being relationship to the uh, inner life. And one of them, of course, is the uh, area of uh, mindfulness. And what is referred to this in uh, mindfulness is extraordinary and precious capacity that we have to be mindful which put it in the metaphorical is to shed light on something it can be and quite often is the initial step to a change I become aware of something I become mindful of something I begin to see something a little bit more clearly something is standing out that initial um, presentation of mindfulness upon the object whatever it might be helps to reveal it enables us to connect with with it there's a connection uh, uh, taking place uh, with that but that mindfulness of the object breath, thought and emotion sight, sound or whatever 
is not, and just to repeat this, it is not confined to the present moment. It's a definition which has been, is being used uh, quite regularly, but mindfulness is far bigger than the present moment. And what I mean by that is that sometimes we are clearly mindful of what was. And that relationship of mindfulness to what was obviously is an important one. So something may arise in our day here, in our experience here, which with regard to the past. Let's be mindful of it. Let's be clear what that is and bring mindfulness to the past as, as well as to the present. There may be times when some uh, view about the future may arise. Is that view about uh, the future in a hopeful sense? And incidentally, I don't regard hope as being especially virtuous. But in a hopeful sense, or is it in a fearful sense, or a worried sense? Therefore be mindful when we are not present and available to the uh, here and now, you might say. And we notice that, the, uh, that there is some thought or view or opinion or whatever with regard to the future. Be mindful of that. Be clear about that. Those thoughts with regard to the future may be useful, may be beneficial and insightful, but we may be sowing the seeds of a lot of problems for ourselves in the future. So in in this body of teachings, though we are giving extra interest, for sure, to the present, we are bringing mindfulness to the present, for sure, but we we wish to be clear as possible, to be mindful of what was, and to be mindful of what might be, and to see what emerges with regard to yesterday or yesterday or tomorrow or next year or whatever. So mindfulness is in the three fields of time, past, present and future. But extra attention, of course, in the retreat is given uh, to the here and now situation, as we call it. <coughs> there. When the mindfulness itself in the practice, is a little bit more on the moment-to-moment level. Not perfectly, not for anybody will it be perfect, but a little more sense that we're just a bit more grounded and centering ourselves with the present moment uh, there. That quiet continuity of that, with a certain steadiness of that, is here is what is called meditation. So meditation, the meditative <coughs> mode of being, develops through successive, not perfectly successive, but successive moments of mindfulness in which there is a real sense of one's settling into the immediacy of life. And as that quietly deepens, here it is called meditation. So mindfulness is the continuity of the moments, mindfulness, meditation. And this, the practice of that, of this, applies equally in all four postures. So though the community of meditators, the the community of mindfulness uh, practitioners meets in the collective in here, uh, but the times outside of this posture and elsewhere also matter uh, equally as well. So that from the very start of the day, right through to the very uh, end of the day. If you and I in our explorations of the human experience have 
as much interest in the ordinary and the everyday and notice more, we connect more, we uh, see more. Not only will it contribute to greater peace of mind there, but it will make a quiet contribution to the reduction of addiction, to the reduction of consumerism, because all of that is a kind of uh, compensation, not really a compensation, obviously, but it's an indication that we've lost touch with life. We're living in habitual patterns called habits and addictions. We're, we're, we're living in a sense of one's life is unfulfilled and therefore we end up uh, in consumerism uh, there. So our explorations here have a quiet but genuine benefit for all. Ali uh, mentioned and the kindness of the uh, uh, yoga teacher here uh, of offering I do encourage uh, you to either uh, alone wherever you may wish or uh, in the group with the uh, yoga class in the morning to uh, participate and uh, join it or to do some form of exercise uh, in the morning. And I've noticed consistently uh, over the years of uh, teaching uh, there and particularly when Ali asked about if there's someone who could offer the uh, yoga class the thought arose in my mind oh please somebody say yes uh, there and and Samantha had offered nobody every other day she would do. She's precious uh, there. And the reason I'm so enthusiastic because it helps to stretch out people's limbs and the yoga teacher, knowing the practice, uh, gives support to extension of the back, on the knees, on the uh, uh, legs and frankly makes the teacher's day a lot, lot easier. We don't have to keep listening. Oh, my poor knees. Oh, my poor back. Oh, well, 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 well. Yeah. So the yoga teacher has a great job out of compassion for the teachers to, uh, uh, with the uh, yoga class. And, and they're, they're a very close uh, family of uh, yoga and meditation and definitely not a dysfunctional family, a harmonious family uh, of these two long-standing uh, traditions. Yeah. <clears throat> The uh, rainfall, as we uh, uh, listened to uh, a little uh, earlier, is probably the most uh, satisfying and appreciative uh, uh, event that could take, could take place. There will be immense relief in the local area, but we do not know how far this rainfall has extended itself. There were a few drops in Lismore last night. I stayed overnight in the forest in Damananda, there were a few drops uh, late in the morning but it lasted very, very little. And this soaking of the uh, earth uh, is precious and one just hopes it's really spread far uh, and, and wide and a huge uh, relief of course to uh, uh, many, many uh, people. But it's going to, to repeat it, it's going to take quite a lot of determination to make change and we need our voices for, for that. <clears throat> with the day and with the practices uh, uh, of, of the day, one important uh, uh, feature uh, with this is the times that we, Samantha and I, have the opportunity to meet with you. And that uh, will start tomorrow. It will be on the one-to-one -one, uh, uh, basis. 
the intention is within the first uh, two to three days for, uh, between us certainly to see every single person who is in the hall here. It might be that you feel you, and, and nothing to uh, nothing to say. People like myself and, and uh, Samantha, we always have something to say. <laughs> so just just come and plant yourself in the chair and say, "Well, I've got nothing to say." Marvelous. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we, we'll we'll do the asking of the questions and we'll take it uh, in in that way. These uh, the meetings uh, with you, as I say, are uh, uh, regular, and sometimes in that. The, there is the sharing which is taking place and of course there's the confidentiality as you uh, might uh, expect. Sometimes of course in the confidentiality of that Samantha and I will need to share and talk about perhaps a uh, person or two if it is uh, necessary but it's still in the confidentiality and that's very very uh, important for us and it equally it's very important I know for you as well. With situations, and I'll you know, touched upon this uh, briefly uh, with you, sometimes it is challenging, it is a little bit difficult. It's our job to keep the connections with you. It's not the pressure, it should not be for uh, uh, Ali. So if you're having a struggle attending a sitting or walking or some difficulty, just come and find us. We are the teachers and we will certainly... Uh, share and uh, communicate uh, uh, with you. It is often the often the the view. It's written. It said regularly enough, almost like a mantra. Uh, and one of the views is, um, oh, it takes me a day or two to settle in. You haven't got that long. Life is too short to be spending a couple of days trying to settle into a situation uh, uh, there. And therefore, rather than have this view, which is, as I say, repeated with immense conviction, usually unexamined, but with immense conviction uh, there, instead of, oh, it takes me a day or two to uh, settle in, why not take the view, this could be my last day on earth? You wouldn't be thinking about settling in at that point. So what I mean by that, a little bit of extra energy, a little bit of extra interest, a little straightening up of the posture or whatever it might be might just give that little bit of extra and it's well well this is it can't wait around till uh, Sunday or Monday to settle in this is it and that sometimes just a little of extra in the view in the sharing will enable as I mentioned a little bit more uh, grounding uh, uh, to take place in the looking in the general view of the situation there are three primary postures uh, there. One of them is the cross-legged uh, uh, postures. And uh, uh, so far for this one, and this one sitting uh, next, so far uh, so good, uh, inshallah. Because who knows, next week, next month or whatever. But it's not a better posture to sit cross-legged. Just because we've got seen far too many of these Buddha images we might have got the idea that there is some iconic status to sitting cross-legged because that's how some guy two and a half thousand years ago is irrelevant. And so for some of you, 
the preference may be to use the kneeling uh, uh, posture, some of you will do. For others of you, you uh, use the, the chair. Marvellous. All three postures are worthy, all three postures are beneficial, and I can tell you hand on heart, the shape of your legs has got nothing to do with clarity and wisdom. That's basically it. With the looking into the explorations and into the uh, practices uh, as as well, it's not that um, Samantha and I obviously dreamt up these uh, uh, practices, uh, though it is difficult, though the thought may ar- arise uh, that first day or on any day, <coughs> one of the uh, <coughs> most popular mantras on these insight meditation retreats, which goes through the mind with alarming regularity, what am I doing here? <laughs> and anywhere else c- could be better, even Byron Bay. No, sorry, I, didn't, no, I shouldn't say that, but it's a lovely place. Or oh, whatever, uh, uh, whatever. Just notice when things are difficult, it's called the relationship to, called the relationship to the retreat, it's called the relationship with oneself, and many others, relationship to the job. To really catch, see only this popular mantra arising in the mind, what am I doing here? There. It may have validity, it's not that I'm concerned whether you stay or, or whether you go, it's not my concern. My, the concern is the inner life and its movement in the inner life and what manifests as a thought and sometimes as a very strong thought there. Just because it's a very strong thought doesn't mean to say, therefore, it's valid. The strength of a thought does not confirm its validity. It might only confirm its reactivity. That's all. And there's not a scrap of truth in it. So it takes some wisdom and clarity sometimes in our life to stay and it takes some wisdom and clarity non-reaction sometimes in our life to make a change and life is full of stayings and making changes it's a common feature of our species and it is a real practice sometimes to stay with something or sometimes more precisely to stay with someone whatever it might be or to move, but we, the clarity and the wisdom is the important thing, more important than the notion of staying and going. More important, the clarity and the wisdom. Yeah. Finally, with the uh, uh, the day uh, itself, as you heard a little while ago, we begin at uh, five forty-five. The bell will be uh, rung uh, at that uh, time and it's the uh, wake-up time, and then there's the yoga class for the group or individual uh, practice there, and for that to finish punctually at 6.40, if the bell ringer would kindly uh, ring the bell at 6.40, and that this will give all of us the opportunity uh, in that time to be here for 6.45, and the first sitting of the day is a silent uh, sitting. In a little while, Samantha very kindly will give you some uh, uh, meditation instructions and other points. And as was said, at 7.30 it's the breakfast period. 
and then following on is the mindful work period it is as important a period of the day as any other we do not have a hierarchy of importance and so do with the mindful work period whether you're working in the gardens these very beautiful landscaped places here and of course if you are working and you're working in the undergrowth there be very very mindful we are visitors to the home in this garden of Eden to the creatures and sometimes the creatures do not appreciate it being disturbed by noisy mindless hopeless human beings in their patch if you don't believe me ask the snakes ask the spiders they don't mind us being here but they ask us to be very respectful not to put our hands on them not to move around quickly to keep the eyes and ears open and then we can all coexist remarkably well and to please remember this and for those of you doing a lovely work in the uh, kitchen uh, area there and other uh, forms of work do please see it as a practice of mindfulness and connecting just with the ordinary and the everyday just having interest in these small things of of life with their own exquisite preciousness uh, to them if we really develop that the gross things of life you know, trying to accumulate money or a better car or a bigger house seem kind of pointless because one's got a different kind of connection uh, with things so we, therefore we say our mindful work, mindfulness work period is valid and precious just as anything else is in the day there's no hierarchy here finally, finally in coming on a retreat it might appear it might appear that your precious precious presence here is for your benefit this is a very conceited view even if you thought it would just be for your benefit it's still a very conceited the self always wants to take credit for itself what I mean by that is if you do practice and you explore and there is less neediness in your life less demand and pressure in your life less stress in your life you're less blaming and less angry and upset I tell you it's going to be such a relief for everybody that you know some of you are here because some of your loved ones have begged you to come you might just be thinking in terms of well it's a relief for six days (laughs) but it might also might be it might be useful your experience is the criteria and sometimes when our heart changes it opens and expands there's more clarity in the being uh, there some of those who experience the great and as much benefit are those we know we're here as much for them as we are for ourselves 
as much out of compassion, so to speak, for them as we are for ourselves. And sometimes, and it's part of the body of the teachings here, to expand our field of awareness and our clarity and our heartfulness beyond those and to those people, animals and the environment that we have never met, we will never meet, but we have a real recognition and appreciation that we have a solidarity in this vast ecosystem with all beings, with all creatures and with all environments and therefore all without exception are worthy of our respect and our love and our exploration and uh, these teachings genuinely and these practices genuinely can be a beneficial support here and far and sometimes in the difficult moments try to remember that we're here for a, with a bigger vision than oneself Okay, thanks for lending in here. Thank you.